What a joy it is to be here in the sanctuary on this Pentecost day, and what a joy it is to have you at home who are following us now on this Pentecost Sunday, where we remember the gift of the Holy Spirit coming and breathing life into the church and sending us into the community. I'm Nathan Arledge. I'm one of the pastors here. And if you're visiting with us for one of the first times or you're joining us online for the first time, we want to draw your attention to the attendance pew, um, pew pads, pass those, get to know one another and share your information so that we can share our information and be in touch as a church. I'm here with my friend and colleague, Bill Roth. Good morning, everyone. I invite you to look at all the announcements in this week at Myers Park and in your worship bulletin. I'm going to call your attention to one, Common Space. It's a Sunday morning offering. It's at 945. It's going to be in room 108. So this summer, if you're looking for a place for discussion or intentional community or just spiritual growth, consider that option. Common Space, room 108 for the summer. And now let us continue in an attitude of worship. had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear, each of us, in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, 
Cretans and Arabs in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk as you suppose, for it is only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved.
our affirmation of faith this morning is the Apostle Creed. It's numbered 881 in the back of your hymnals. Let us unite in this historic confession of our Christian faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascendeth into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From then she shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I invite you to turn in your worship bulletin to the prayer confession, which is printed there. Let us confess our sins before God and one another. Let us pray. Holy God, breathe new life into us. Where there is anger, kindle understanding. Where there is fear, fill us with peace. Where there is division, form us as one. May your love transform us, O Lord. Amen. And hear the good news this morning. Christ died for us while we're yet sinners. That proves God's love towards us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. The gospel reading is John chapter 7, beginning with the 37th verse. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and proclaimed, If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, which those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Well, friends, for the past 50 days, we have journeyed through the season of Easter. 
We have heard the stories of the post-resurrection, everything from the teachings of what Jesus was getting the disciples ready to do, what he was setting into motion for all of us to follow and for us to understand as one. Along this journey, we have heard perhaps new language that we've never thought about or considered. We have increased our vocabulary and once more, with these resurrection stories, we have increased the ways that we see in a new way. Through spiritual disruption, through spiritual peace, through physical disruption, through physical peace. Our eyes have seen something new, and our ears have heard something new as well. And now here we are, Pentecost. Pentecost, the season where we celebrate the Spirit coming, breathing life, confusing, conflicting, and encouraging and bringing the church to where it needs to be and continually working through each and every one of us as followers, as doers, as hearers, giving us this common language as those who have the Spirit within us to go and speak in our communities. Something that's always fascinated me, probably because I can't speak another language, is that. Languages. They've always drawn to my heart. I've always been perplexed by them. I, I get somewhat irritated at the people that can sit down with Duolingo or Rosetta Stone or whatever it might be and just learn a language like that. For me, I've been going to Spanish-speaking countries for quite some time, and I might pick up two or three new words while I'm there. I can comprehend more, but it's the speaking part that always gets me, that always leaves me saying, ah, I just need to spend a little more time here immersed, a little more time here understanding. Because I love how words can capture the imagination. I love how they take you into a new place. When we read a really good book, you're taken into that story. You're transformed into one of the characters as you're reading through their lens, and you're finding yourself relating words and language. They are invitational, and they can also be limiting. We live in our own house in a mixed language ability. We have our children who are budding before our eyes with an expansing um, vocabulary learning language, learning how to write, learning how to read. Molly and myself are still at the point where we can spell words out and they don't know what we're saying. Maybe that's so that we can temper the excitement or disappointment. It depends each situation, as you know. And this language that they're learning is a language that we are teaching them. More so about language, the gift that it is, is that it creates access. It creates access to one another. It's probably why I get frustrated sometimes when I'm in a Spanish-speaking country. I'm like, gosh, I, if I could just have that extra layer of connection. The language in creating access is super important, especially for our family and many other families that we got to be with a couple of last weekend, actually up at a place called Camp Cheerio in Glade Valley, North Carolina. It was this beautiful setting. If you've never been there, it's nestled in the mountainside. 
and you can see and hear and feel the language of God as it is etched into the mountains and the crevices of the valley and the horses and the pastures that are before you. You just feel God speaking to you while you are there. It's wonderful. We weren't there, though, fully to take in the beauty of that. We were there because it was a spring camp for deaf and hard-of-hearing children. And our little daughter is hard of hearing, and she wears hearing aids. And so the gift of being up there was an opportunity for that to become normalized for her and for her brother, to see other kids wearing cochlear implants, or we call them earbuds, earbuds or hearing aids. And while we were there, we were able to just be. Molly and I got to commiserate with other parents, got to sigh deep sighs, got to shed some tears, and got to laugh and experience the joy of that time. But one particular moment really stand out to my mind still. It was when we were in our parent lecture time, and it came to the point where the facilitator said, okay, I want you to break up into groups. You guys been in these situations before where you have to break up. You're like, ah, who am I going to get set with? What am I supposed to do? How vulnerable am I going to be? How much am I going to keep to myself? And so there we sat. It was taking some time for people to break up. There was this group behind us. If you know anything about me, I love cross-cultural settings. And there's a group that was behind us spoke only Spanish. So it was Molly and myself and these 10 other parents. And as we formed this group, I said, let's sit here. And as we sat there, we watched this beautiful language and connection unfold before us. As we were circled up and the question was first at, first question was asked, you hear it in Spanish, these responses. And then you hear the translator putting into English. Then you see somebody do an ASL. And then you have somebody else doing cued speech. Four different languages. All together. It was beautiful. It was the heaven, of, heaven just breaking forth before us. Connecting parents. Connecting families. Saying, this is normal. This is wonderful. This is going to be okay. And as we sat, and it still gets me emotional... You could sense the gift of what the Spirit does when the Spirit is allowed to move. You get to sense what the Spirit does when Pentecost breaks forth. Through these different languages, as we heard it read in the Acts, all these people, as the Spirit was being blown into that space, understood each other. They were connected. They were drawn together. There were no more barriers in that moment. That's the gift of Pentecost. Barriers are eradicated by the Spirit, a power that is complex and complicated, personal and communal, all at the same time. And in this mysterious nature that only God can provide, barriers are taken away. Access is granted to God and to one another in such a way that is truly harmonious and also quite mesmerizing. You see, Jesus' proclamation at the festival that we heard, read, and Luke's accounts of the Spirit's movement in Acts 
are our affirmations of God's great desire for us all to circle in community and to be together. For us all to recognize that we share a common language, that we are all to be pulled together in this community that is harmonious, that is mesmerizing, that is, yes, complex and trying at times. But that's what the Spirit does. The Spirit in those moments doesn't necessarily need words. The Spirit doesn't necessarily need anything else but people being willing to listen and understand, willing to be in those moments, willing to be and see what God is doing with and through us when we allow the Spirit to move us. The gift of the Spirit is we don't always need words or be able to comprehend what is being said. Like this last week, I was teaching down in Monterey, Mexico at a Bible college or what we would call a seminary. And while we were there, we took the class out to Chapinque National Park and outside of Monterey, Mexico. And we were walking this wonderful, beautiful hike. And then we got to a part that wasn't so wonderful it's still beautiful, but it was this really steep incline. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is what we're here for. This struggle, this challenge. And as I was sucking wind going up this steep portion of the trail, and others were too, to be sure, I started hearing Spanish cried out in the middle of the woods. And I began to pick up on the cadence. It was a cadence of encouragement of joy, of wanting people to get to the top so we could have lunch, but also for us to complete this journey together, sharing that language of encouragement and joy. The experts will tell you that the best way to learn a language is when you are fully immersed into a community when you're fully immersed around and through that language and all that you do so that one day that you will dream in that language, you will sing in that language, that you will write in that language, that you will live in that language. We as a church, we as the body of Christ, through these 50 days, just over a little bit over a month and a half, we were immersed into the Easter stories and the resurrection whether this was your first season of Easter or this is your first season of Pentecost or if it's your 60th. You see what's happening? We're being immersed. We're being immersed into this language of God. We're being immersed into this language that connects and unites us. Whether it's grief, joy, love, sorrow, patience, hope, peace, or whatever other emotions or feelings we're feeling, we know and we are able to see that in our world because we have been immersed in the scripture. We have been immersed in the stories of Jesus. And we've been immersed and saturated by the spirit that calls us to go out, to go into our world, to go into our community. So when we do see grief, joy, love, sorrow, patience, that our hearts are connecting, that we're not there alone, that we're receiving that mutual encouragement, that we're there in a comforting setting where we can just be and know that our hearts are connecting. No matter what language is being spoken, 
We know the one that will transcend them all is the language of the Spirit. So friends, as we journey into this Pentecost season, as we continue to remember the Easter season, remember that it takes a full immersion to learn the language really well. So let yourselves be immersed into the scriptures. Let yourselves be immersed by the Spirit. Saturate your hearts with all that you can take in so that we can go and spread it freely. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us be in an attitude of prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, blow through us on this day of Pentecost. Renew our faith. Reawaken our love for God. Let your flames warm our hearts with the trust in Jesus Christ and enable us to dare to do great things in his name. Inspire us to respond with a renewed commitment to your living word. Give us the courage and the energy to serve you in Christ's church. Lord, in your mercy. Wind of the Spirit, open our eyes to recognize the need for ministry and mission and equip us to meet new challenges in ways we haven't dared before. Open our hearts to live lives caught up with compassion for those in stressful situations. Open our hands to share the tasks that need doing and open our lips in prayer and in praise. Lord, in your mercy. On this Memorial Weekend, we pray for those who courageously laid down their lives for the cause of freedom. May the examples of their sacrifice inspire in us the compassion of your Son. O oh God, encourage us to answer the call to work for peace and righteousness and thus seek an end to violence and conflict wherever it may be found. Lord, in your mercy. Wind of the Spirit, blow through us and bring healing for all who face pain or illness, discouragement or disappointment. For all of those who know sorrow, sadness, or grief. We are especially mindful today of those who feel the pressures of lacking housing or food, and we ask that you might comfort them through our deeds of service. Lord, in your mercy. Spirit of the living God, breathe on us and give us an understanding for those whose lives seem so different from ours for those with whom we disagree. Refresh us 
as your faithful followers to love others even as you love us. For it is in Christ's holy and precious name that we pray. Amen. The ministry of this church is only possible through your generous giving. In advance of the ushers coming, I thank you for the many lives that will be touched through your gracious gifts this day.
spirit of grace and power bless these gifts today so that they may accomplish surprising and great things in Jesus' name. We offer ourselves too so that our lives may proclaim the good news with your grace and your power. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Church family, as we come to the table, this table that's been prepared and set for us, we see this and live into this space as where no barriers are holding us back. This table is open, whether this is your first time, hundredth time, whether you're United Methodist, whatnot. This is Christ's table given to you freely, given to you that we might come together in community. You'll find the sung responses on page 17 of your hymnal. So let us now join with the great thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. In the beginning, your spirit moved over the face of the waters. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. Your spirit came upon prophets and teachers, anointing them to speak your word. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join the unending hymn. Blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of the suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church. 
delivered us from slavery to sin and death and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. When the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to be with us always, baptizing us with the Holy Spirit and with fire as on the day of Pentecost. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, he gave thanks to you and gave it to his disciples, breaking it, saying, this is my body given for you. Do this as often as you eat of it. When the supper was over, he took the cup, he gave thanks to you and he gave it to his disciples saying, drink of this, all of you. This is the cup of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink of it. And so in these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has Holy Spirit, on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine, make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church. All honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. And now with the confidence of the children of God, let us join in our family prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and, and the, the power, power and the, the glory, glory forever. forever. Amen. Because there is one loaf, though we are many, we are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf. The one cup over which we drink is a sharing in the blood of Christ, and it means that we are the redeemed of the Lord's. Friends, let us partake of this gift of God's grace.
invite you to join with the prayer after communion. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Church family, the gift of language is that it connects us, that it creates access to one another's lives. And thanks be to God, we have the shared gift of the Holy Spirit that takes away all barriers. So go forth this day connecting, watching barriers erode before your eyes as you speak the common language of God's love. Go now in peace.